This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. This week's guest on the podcast is Alex McCann from Altrincham HQ. Alex is a social media trainer and a social media marketer with decades of experience working in social media and he was the first person I ever worked with learning about social media myself. He's a really, really great bloke and this episode is entitled, You Can Talk About Yourself on Social Media and Give Value with Alex McCann. Now, what we're doing in this episode is we're shattering some of the myths around social media and what you can and can't do because we're always being told one thing or the other, aren't we? We're talking about how you it is okay to sell on social media. You don't have to give value all the time. You can talk about yourself on social media and it's not always all about other people. It can just be about you. Alex does this brilliant post every week, which is the weekly review. I've been sharing them myself and I know other people have been sharing them too, where you give a roundup of your week. So it's going against the grain. It's showing you, you know, showing an insight into your world. And actually, this is a really good way for people to decide whether they want to connect with you or not. In this episode, we're talking about loads of ways to work on social media and with your content marketing and just keep things simple. So if you're looking for a way to take away the overwhelm of what you shouldn't be doing on social media and to keep things simple, then this is the episode for you. Alex is a social media expert. He's got over 600 reviews on LinkedIn, king of getting reviews. He's worked with businesses all over the world, thousands of different businesses. And I think you're really, really going to enjoy this episode. You're going to learn about navigating the ever-changing world of social media and content marketing and just how to keep things simple. So now on for the main part of the show. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode with Alex. I think you'll find it really helpful. So hi, Alex. Thank you so much for joining me. It's great to have you on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having us. It's a really, uh, really pleasure to be involved in this. Oh, thank you. So I'm going to do a little, I'm just going to share a little bit of background to how I know Alex and then I'll get you to do a proper introduction in a moment. But Alex and I first met back in 2016 when I first thought I need to drag myself kicking and screaming into the 21st century and get my head around social media and online. And I was just starting to, had a website, had a website for many years, but starting to explore blogging and lots of things like that. And I went and did Alex's courses over in Manchester, which is near where I used to live. Um, and we followed each other since, and I've learned so much from Alex. Um, he's a great, great guy, but I'm going to get let Alex introduce himself. So, Alex, tell us about you and what you do. So, I run a social media company called Oldcombe HQ, which is based in South Manchester, about 10 miles from the city centre. So, what I do as a job is I spend my life on social media. I, I train businesses and I manage businesses' social media. So, everything from the moment I wake up in bed, so the moment I go to bed is spending my life on social media and navigating the changes that are happening. And well, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but the the ever-changing world of social media because it never stays still. Um, my background before running a social media business, so the social media business now is over 13 years old. We're coming up to the 14 years in September this year. I've been involved in marketing for over 20 years, which makes me sound really really old but um my background initially was in journalism and 
predominantly music journalism and entertainment, telling again stories and narratives about musicians and artists and comedians, occasionally politicians. Then I launched an events business in 2004. So MySpace had happened and getting businesses away from computers or not businesses, individuals away from computers into the real world. And I guess that's a lot of what I do now is is taking people away from computer screens to restaurants, to experiences and just living life. Yeah. Fascinating. I love that you mentioned MySpace because I remember um, I remember working on a newspaper years ago. I think I probably told you about this um, when the Arctic Monkeys came out and they mm-hmm. were the first band to break kind of break on a social media platform. It was before Facebook, so it's like two thousand and six. Um, and the other thing I used then was Friends Reunited, which again was very very early social media, I guess, wasn't it? And I would use it to go and find the friends of the Arctic Monkeys to try and get them to tell me a little bit about their world. And it's just <laughs> fascinating. So I feel really old having this conversation, but it's just so crazy, isn't it, how things have moved. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like we were talking before I hit record, weren't we, about about the ever-changing social media platforms and things like Twitter, which I did your training course on coming up to seven years ago. You're not really working very much with so much with Twitter anymore, are you? Because that's that's kind of, you know, I guess it's not as popular as it once was. And how do you adapt to to all these changes? I think you always have to adapt in social media, particularly, but marketing generally. In that, as you said, at one stage, Twitter was my most popular course. If I'd have been having this conversation with you in 13, 14, 15, maybe even 16, Twitter was definitely my most popular course by far. Now my most popular courses are probably LinkedIn, Instagram, um, and then TikTok and Facebook are fairly equal. So I think I have to always keep myself young. Um, I I think I have that natural instinct to to give people a bit of context. I'm in my mid-40s. I shouldn't be using TikTok in real terms as a a 40-something-year-old. But I think because... I've always been involved in youth culture. As I said, I worked in music. My music taste is traditionally younger. So I think I've just kind of got that almost John Peel-esque nature to discover new things and new platforms and excite myself. So I think TikTok is a new frontier, which I'm I'm just learning. And it's fun and it's exciting and I enjoy it. So I always keep that sense of enjoyment with me. I love that you say it keeps you young because you have got to, you have got to stay down with the kids, haven't you? Doing doing what you do at Altrincham HQ. Um, so tell us about one of the things I wanted to chat to you about um, is about kind of because I we obviously met when I was really you know really learning about social media and feeling brave in putting myself out there because I wanted to I had years of experience as a journalist, but I guess I wanted to work with small businesses and I was taking those first steps. And it is scary, isn't it, when you first put yeah, yourself yeah. out there. Um but I know you talk about taking people away from the computer and into places and and into restaurants and, and meeting individuals as well. Um and bringing things to life, I guess. So I wanted to talk to you really about how to go about being you online and not feeling afraid like I did back in 2016 getting through those feelings of feeling scared about about presenting yourself and and how you go about that I mean I'm naturally an introvert now you'd think that's really strange for someone who works in marketing to say I'm an introvert I'm shy I don't like putting myself out there but I think I have to have two roles in what I do and I think that is the best advice for everyone if you are naturally like me an introvert you almost have to have a a click button a switch 
where I have to have that switch and I have to go, all right, right, I'm Alex the marketer now. I have to put myself out there because if I, I don't put myself out there, I am not going to get work. And I think there's a line I'm prepared to put where I'm putting myself out there. So to make it really super simple, yes, I talk about marketing. I talk about what I do in social media. But I talk about probably subjects I'm passionate about and subjects that interest me outside of work as well. So that might be running or going to the gym. I like eating out a lot. So I talk about vegan food a lot. I talk about music and rock and roll because I go to a lot of gigs. So I try and bridge that world because I'm a small business owner like a lot of your listeners. Um, let's put a bit of myself out there. Let, let's give people an insight to who is Alex McCann as well as who is Ultra HQ. Mm-hmm. And I think people really gravitate towards that people really want to get to know you so think about what's important to you is it your pets as i know a lot of your 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 listeners are pet-based businesses but also is it is it your family have you got a young son or a young daughter is it your parents are really important to you it what what's important outside your your business Is, is it like me eating is it gym is it exercise um is it reading is it knitting crocheting whatever it is bring an element of that because what you'll find is you'll find that people like you want to chat to you and get to know you and therefore they'll want to do business with you at one stage as well yeah and I think looking at that um looking at you know all the different elements to you and the things that you care about and and what you're all about also takes away some of the overwhelm doesn't it when we're thinking oh gosh what are we going to post on social media today or what can we Mm. talk about this week because it doesn't just have to be about work does it no, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at I've kind of made my life, my business in that all of the types of businesses we work with are kind of what I do in real life as well. So I work with food based businesses, but I also enjoy eating out. So me just by talking about where I'm eating that day also gets other restaurants and bars, etc. looking at what I do. And I think if I'm just doing stuff every day, why wouldn't I talk about it? Why wouldn't I bring it into my social media and particularly like going back to what you mentioned before when we met we met face to face we met in a room we met in a classroom so to speak or an office I don't do a lot of that these days it's a lot of it's via zoom so I've got to make my life visually interesting by what I do in my personal life because most of my life is sat here looking at zoom and a computer screen all of day Oh, such good times I remember being we were in a co-working space in Manchester and they had it was a real one of those like because I don't, I didn't used to get out to places like that very much at the time, but it was really cool, wasn't it? And they had like really nice biscuits and little sweet jars and stuff. And Alex was was talking about, okay, well, what what can we take here, and what could we turn into an Instagram post? And they had all of these mm-hmm. like, pick and mix things, and it was so great, wasn't it, to be out and about and and just to share that. And mm-hmm. yeah, people people just love people are just naturally nosy, aren't they, and love to get an insight into you and your world. And um, I was going to say so. When when you were chatting about them about posting about the food and talking about going out and restaurants and that kind of thing, the things that you really love, like this is kind of similar to how I've fallen into doing what I do now. I know we chatted about this for a blog a, a couple of years ago, but I became a got a dog, became a crazy dog lady, started talking about it more, started writing about dogs, and then set up a blog, and then led to where I am now. Um, and I feel like if you know if you've got a business that that's around something that you're really passionate about it does make things a lot easier doesn't it so I'd love to know your thoughts for when it comes to like my listeners so my listeners people who listen to this podcast they might be a service provider so they might be a cat sitter or a dog walker or a dog groomer or a dog trainer 
uh, behaviorists or they might make products for animals. So anything from bandanas to, um, you know, feeding stations and luxury hampers, that kind of thing. So I know I've kind of just blurted that out to you and put you <laughs> on the spot, but what kind of things, you know, if they're thinking, okay, what I want to open my world up a little bit more and put a little, a little bit more of me on social media, what kind of things would jump out as things that they could do, things that they could talk about and share? Well, I think there's naturally the day-to-day life of what yeah. they're doing in, in their business behind the scenes, walking the dogs, just all the simple things, like literally document your day, turn it into a diary. Remember, if, if some of some of your listeners are older, Adrian Mole wrote a diary, <laughs> talked about his day, kind of do that side of things. But then again, think about what you're doing when you're downing the tools and you're not doing your your your, your work. What is important to you in, in your life? As I said, your life could be reading. So you could just post pictures of your books and go, oh, I'd really, really recommend this and start literally talking about that in, say, Instagram stories or just talking about it as, as part of your day. I always try to introduce an element of what I'm doing. So I think it's just having that acknowledgement of what's important to you and, and how far you're prepared to put your personal life onto social media. Because I know for some people, if they've got young children, they don't want to feature the children's faces on there or so on. And that is a line. You're perfectly prepared to draw that and say, right, I'm not featuring my children on social media, but I can talk about what I'm doing with my children without featuring their faces on mm-hmm. and so on. So I think it's just, yeah, acknowledging what's important to you, then talking about that. Yeah, what I love about what you're saying as well, Alex, is that we there's, we're always being told what we should and shouldn't be doing in life and on social media and with with everything that we do aren't we um but what i love that you're sharing here is that it's not regimented you don't have to do post this on a wednesday or this on a monday or you you because i i feel like over the last few years i know from working with clients of my own they can feel quite stressed out and overwhelmed that they're not doing the right thing on social media and that everything everything they give everything they share or everything they put out there whether it's emails social media or whatever it has to be giving value and it has to be this and it has to be that and it has to be the other. But actually, it can be quite simple, can't it? I, th- I think our brains are ultimately wired to want to get to know people. So when you talk about yourself, it becomes fluid and easier for you to post, but also people are interested in it. I mean, look at reality TV and how that's happened over the past 20 years. I mean, I do mute certain words on Twitter, but literally... Love Island's on at the moment and people are showing an intimate interest in 20, str- I don't know, 20 strangers, I'm guessing, that they, they don't even know about. So if you know someone from your immediate geographical location, from a networking group, from a shared interest, it's a fellow pet-based business, I think people are really interested in what, what you're posting about and it just makes it easier. I'm not going to tell people to do I don't know, um, Wolf Wednesday or whatever post is on a Thursday, Treat Thursday or something like that. Keep it just super simple. I I didn't know what I was going to post, for instance, on LinkedIn this morning until I got up. Sometimes I do plan ahead and I have a a list of ideas. I will plan ahead and certain themes I go to. I woke up at half seven this morning, didn't have anything written out and inspiration flowed through. Yeah, I was going to say, do you pl- do you plan or are you spontaneous or is it a bit of a mix with you? A bit of a mix. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I said I didn't plan this morning, but to be fair, I think last week 
had planned half the post out. Like mm-hmm. literally just inspiration came to me. I let when the inspiration flows, it flows. And sometimes yeah. I can just be sat there and suddenly write five posts out, which are my five LinkedIn posts that week or my five Instagram posts, for instance. And it, it just flows and I schedule it up when the inspiration comes. Other times, brain fog, etc. And I'm like, I'll just wait till the morning, something will happen, something will come. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm fairly similar. And I find that when I just, if something just pops into my head on a post that that that's that's the content that, that does really well. Um, <laughs> I did one post once about eating, about whether you should put crisps in your sandwich. And I was on a train <laughs> and I do put crisps in my sandwiches, which is really sad because I'm 47 in a couple <laughs> of days time. But anyway, um, and I posted about that on LinkedIn and it just, I did, I think it was a poll and it was the definitely the most engaged posts i've ever shared on linkedin about putting crisps in your sandwich so um sometimes what just comes into your head as long as you can articulate it fairly easily and you don't yeah. overthink it just putting it out there is is it can be really um yeah it can be, can be really surprising how well it does um i wanted to ask you so one of the things that i've picked up from you is the brilliant um the brilliant LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, but I always see it on LinkedIn first, I think. Yeah. Roundup of the week. So again, yes. just a little bit like what we were talking about there, where we've I feel like a lot of my clients have feel that feel like they're having it drummed into them. They've got to do things in a certain way and have add value and blah, blah, blah. But actually just saying what you've been doing that week can yeah. be really um yeah, people because we're nosy, aren't we? It's like the Love Island analogy. And um, so talk us through the what you did this week post and what it's all about okay. no it's, it's really good and to be fair this this goes down to borrowing ideas that are good i know you've started doing it as well rachel yeah. but i actually didn't come up with the idea i actually i was just looking on linkedin while while we're talking before and it was actually a girl from down south called um io abbas i think you pronounce mm. her name she she works in like business um like manufacturing marketing and so on and she did a post and i just commented on and said that's really good. I think I'm going to do that. And then when I said that to her, she's like, well, I took it from such and such who did this round on. So I think it goes like from you to me to about five steps removed. Yeah. But what I do from that is I always try and make it personal. The intro is always a bit like goggle box, but like in the week that, and I list three topical things that happened. So this week it was Love Island where I literally said I muted certain people's names on Twitter because I don't want to see what's happening on Love Island. I picked three topical things. And then I literally just split the day into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, document what I do. Now, predominantly, 90% 90% of that is about what I've done in work, whether I trained a business on TikTok or LinkedIn or spoke at a networking event and all, all the functional stuff. Mm-hmm. But I also put in like whether I've been to a gig or whether I've read a book or whether I went out for a meal at. And it's just such a super easy post to do. Um, and part of the reason I thought it was so impressive when I saw IO do it was because I actually realised how little I talked about what I did on a day-to-day basis yeah. when I look back. I was so used to, as you said, that phrase, that giving value. Oh, every time I come on social media, I've got to tell someone a social media tip. Yeah. Or or I've got to get them thinking about something in a different way or tell them a marketing stat. And I was like, actually, I looked through all my previous posts and I was like, well, you know what? I do a hell of a lot. I, I'm literally, I'm generally working five days a week training. And I'm like, no one knows that. No one has a clue what I'm doing. Um, so I think it's a really good post to show the width and breadth of what you do because 
however much you've got it on your about page of your website, your services page or your products page of your website, no one knows exactly what you do unless you almost, I'm not going to say ram it down people's throat, but document what you do. And I have had a, I've had work inquiries off the back of that because people suddenly realise, oh, I didn't realise you did blogging training. Or I didn't realise you did TikTok training. And you do. You, and people, like, the comment always seems to be is, wow, that, I'm exhausted reading that because they don't realise how much you fit in. Um, yeah. And then you feel like, oh, like I did one the other week and I thought, I felt like I had quite a quiet week that week. And then it actually made me think, maybe you should try to do a little bit less, which is no bad thing, is it? Yes. Um, but yeah, I was actually going to, my next question was going to be, um, because, you know, when we talk about things like this, we want to see that, you know, we want to see the benefits as well. So what has been the impact of sharing these, um, you know, behind the scenes, goggle box style in the week that was posts for you, you and your business? Well, it's, it's definitely business 100%. People see what I do. They drop me DMs immediately and sort of say, oh, can you send us some information on the XYZ? And I do. Yeah. Um, it's also one of my best posts of the week um, as well. It's literally when I look at the stats and the number of people reached, it consistently reached several thousand people every single every single time I post it. And it also makes my life easier because I know at least one of my posts that week is already pre-planned. It's yeah. just I literally sit there on a Friday morning and go, I've done this. So it, it just takes a little bit of stress out of one post a week. So, yeah, financially it's worked. Stress-wise, it's worked. Um, Reach-wise and visibility-wise, it, it works, definitely. Um, it's just everyone can do it. Every single person listening to this can document what they've done this week and it's it's so so easy and you be and again it's that as you said that pat on your back you actually think you've had a quiet week and you've actually had a really really busy week yeah yeah and um the other thing i was going to say was i actually spoke to a lady a couple of a couple of months ago now she's called aileen she's a dog trainer and she's really really great at social media um and she, you know her she's fully booked she's got a really lovely dog training business over in glasgow and I asked her because she writes she writes beautifully. She's a great writer. Um, and I asked her about like what she, you know, how she goes about her social media and like, you know, what her routine is. And she just said, Well, I just look at my, I look at my phone and I look at what I did last week. I look at the photos and the videos that I've got there of my own dog Charlie and the dogs that I've been working with. And I put together, I just basically write about what I did last week, but she <laughs> breaks it up into individual stories about a dog that she might have worked with, you know, on yeah. their recall or something that Charlie, her own dog did while he was out in the park or something she's been noticing or a comment that she's had from a client mm. where, she, where she's been in the class and she, she takes her week and breaks it into individual posts as well. So actually just looking back on what you've achieved and what you've, what you've done that week can take away so much overwhelm and actually really convey what you're all about and what you do within a non-selly cringy way yeah 100 percent. i mean what i what i normally do when i'm doing training sessions as i said it, it's, it's it's via zoom at the moment uh well it is because it's just easier and it's, it's 10 times easier than doing it face to face but what i always have next to me when i'm on zoom is i have a notepad and when anyone asks them a really interesting question i just write that question down as there's, there's a concept there's a whole book about it um can't remember the name of the author but the book's called uh, they ask you answer yeah and it, it's this whole concept of just Every single time a person asks a question, you just turn that into a piece of content. And again, we, we as business owners, we have questions every single day. Yeah, like absolutely. literally, even this even this podcast, 
you've probably got, what, 10, 15 questions? I could turn every single one of those questions into a piece of content. I'm not going to do it immediately. I'll let the podcast go out. But literally, that's <laughs> as easy as it is. <laughs> I'll send you my notes afterwards, Alex, and make it easy for you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, it's so true, isn't it? I love that book. Um, they ask you answer. It's Yeah, I read it a few years ago, and I've got it on, I, I listen to it sometimes on, Audi- on Audible, and it's just amazing when I, when we moved house actually i listened to the whole thing because i was painting i was like oh my gosh i'm just writing loads of things in my phone and yeah, yeah it's such a great book isn't it and it's perfect for um for people who listen to this podcast because people have got so many questions about their animals and it's just you know it's a never-ending source of content isn't it yeah. E- easily yeah it, it, it's so so easy i mean it's it's the thing that you're talking about every day my mom my mum's now retired um, but she walks, she she does dog walking, sort of just a bit of extra pocket money and so on yeah. like that. And I find it's when I go around to the house, it's all she talks about is the dog and this and that. And so if if she was in the social media age, she's not really, she's in the 70s, but she she could be quite good on social if she literally just put on, on social media what she did each day. Oh my gosh, definitely. She'd be flying, wouldn't she? Especially with, <laughs> with you, you, you giving her a few little nudges in the right direction. <laughs> Definitely. So um, I wanted to ask about how you how you adapt and how your clients adapt to like the ever changing world on social media, because I know particularly like over the last year with the changes that have happened on Instagram, we've just mentioned Twitter earlier and how, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's a completely different platform and people view it differently than they have, particularly over the last few months as well. Um, so, yeah, how do you, you know, how do you kind of keep on top of things and how do your clients keep on top of things? Are there any kind of resources or any anything that, anything that you have that that kind of helps you stay sane in this crazy world of social media? Yeah, I mean, we mentioned Twitter before. And one thing that is really good about Twitter, which I wish other platforms would have the same feature as, is, is Twitter lists. Yeah. So I've got several sources, probably about 20 sources that I follow on Twitter which keep me up to date with the latest changes. Um, obviously, in terms of Instagram, I, I, um, it's like things like the product development yeah. and team, like Adam Moretti and stuff, so on like that on Instagram. But I follow sources um, that tell me what the changes are. So it's usually the technical changes and the feature changes. But actually, because as well as training, I do social media management, I'm on these platforms all day long anyway. So I get to sense the changes and I've got quite a big data set. So we, we manage like eight businesses, social media at any one time. So if you imagine you're managing eight different businesses in different sectors, mm-hmm. some of the platforms are the same. So across Instagram, across Facebook, across LinkedIn and so on. What you start to see is you start to see the changes in real time. And then you start speaking to other people who work in marketing. Have you noticed this? And then when they say yes, and I say yes, it's kind of, okay, this is the pattern. This is where things are going. So yeah. it's your peers. It's it's following the the, the the social media platforms themselves, and it's being hands-on 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because of that, I tend to be ahead of the curve yeah. um, as opposed to someone who's just doing it as for their one business. Yeah. And when things happen um, – you know, particularly like with the with the changes on Instagram last year, where it went very much towards video and reels. Um, what would your advice be to, you know, to clients or to people who are running businesses and who don't want to kind of move with that change? Like, how do you navigate that? So, 
let's say you have, we were chatting before, weren't we, about video? And I was saying, oh, no, we're, we're just using the audio because I've not done my hair. And Alex, you said your hair was all over the place. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, well, we're not doing video here. But, you know, when Instagram went purely to video, I know a lot of people who use beautiful photography found it quite discombobulating and people have moved off the platform, haven't they? What What would your um, advice be to for people who, you know, when, when a platform changes and they don't want to, they don't want to do dancing or or do the thing that that platform wants anymore? I think the social media platforms change over time. It's very rare they change overnight. So I think it's just a case of dipping your foot in the water on some of these things. So we said, as you said, Instagram reels, and it started going to video format. Actually, what I found over the, sort of the past six weeks is actually reels are performing less well, and it's gone back to being a photo app almost, in that the photos are performing better, like they used to. So I, I think... It's a bit of a cliche, but always go back to, well, what value are you offering with that post? And whatever the format, it will still land. That's the thing. Like, be be confident in what you're saying or doing or the content you put out there. Because there are businesses out there that aren't producing videos on Instagram and still winning business. There's, there's, there's one of my clients, just to give you a real-life practical example, um, one of my clients, he works in the workwear industry, so providing hoodies and jumpers yeah. and stuff like that, branded hoodies. And he's got less than a thousand followers on Instagram, yet he's won thousands of pounds worth of business. He's never, he very, very rarely posts a reel. Most of it is just photos, and he still wins business just because he's stuck true to what he does. It's almost like this is what I offer, this is what I'm going to show. Mm-hmm. Puts interesting captions with it, but hasn't pivoted hasn't gone up i've got every post has got to be a reel so I, th- I think if the content's good initially like the message you're putting out there and the audience are gaining something from it it'll still fly mm-hmm. yeah i was thinking about this i had a bit of a break from I, had, I actually took august off last year which is something i've never done before and it mm. was amazing but one of the things i was thinking about on this break was about you know where i was with my business and that kind of mm. thing and i feel like for me, it's about somebody find you know, if somebody says, Oh, you've got a pet business and you want to be more visible or you want some support, you want to go and have a look at Rachel. I just want the person who's looking at me to think, Okay, she seems quite nice. She seems like she knows what she's talking about. She's posting helpful stuff. Yeah. I think I might like to go and join her Facebook group or go and listen yeah. to her podcast. I don't feel I feel like I feel like the kind of people who I want to work with or the kind of people who, who I want to want to work with me aren't going to judge me if I'm not prancing around and doing TikToks and, and doing the things that, that we feel this pressure sometimes to do. It's okay to just be you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, even though I am on TikTok, even though I do do reels, none of them have ever been the, the cringy pointing videos. None of them have been me changing into 10 different outfits. None of them have been me dancing. Um, I've just been myself. I just talk to camera. Um, and, and that's the thing people buy from people. If we actually go back to the fundamentals of marketing, even if the features change slightly, even if the format changes slightly, if you are consistent with posting, if you are consistent with engaging with people, talking to people, if you are consistent in the number of customer reviews that you get, you will win. That is basically the, the rule of it. Uh, just keep those three things consistent. You will win above someone who's gone, oh, everyone's dancing, so let's dance. I've never bought from anyone because they danced or because they can lip sync to Kim Kardashian. 
I've just been myself and I kept being consistent. Yeah. Another thing I was going to say, I know you mentioned it earlier, but um, the the platform, which is one of the things we chatted about right at the beginning, where you do have that consistency is your blog, isn't it? You can have, mm-hmm. you know, we I did your blog training back in 2016 um, and we've talked about blogging before, haven't we? Um, mm-hmm. But that bank of content is yours on your website. Yeah. You own and you control and that n- no one's going to give you any rules around Um that's what I, you know. I personally love about having a blog, but as obviously you blogged for decades, haven't you? Just talk to talk to me about like you know what what is blogging all about and why should people do it? So blogging is super super. Well, I'm not going to say super easy, otherwise everyone would be doing it. But the concept is super easy. It's been from there from the dawn of time. So it's writing. It's writing an article, writing a valuable piece of information. And you as a business owner are giving that valuable information, perhaps verbally, face-to-face with someone. Yeah. So all you're, you're, you're happening to do is turn that answer or question that you've given verbally into the written world. Now, there's a skill to set. Stories with beginning, middle, and ends. But essentially, that's what you're doing. And as you said, Rachel, it sits on your website. It's yours to own. Um, it, it doesn't just help with the content you post on social. It helps with being discovered on Google. Yeah, And if you link that into what you're trying to achieve as a business owner, you will get results from it. I mean, one of my most successful blogs um, over the past 12 months, and I, I've been meaning to do it for about three or four years beforehand and never got around to it, was I launched a new businesses in Altrincham 2022 blog, yeah. where I realized, I, I saw a gap in the market. I realized, okay, the local newspaper will talk about this business opening but it's gone the day after when they start posting about a crime story or something yeah. horrendous that's happened. And I thought there's no resource where it just lists all the new businesses that have opened in one year. So we launched a 2022 blog about September last year, I think we launched it. It went super successful. I've just launched a new business in Altrincham 2023 blog. And already this year, so we're in what, January, it's reached, I think we're on between four and 5,000 people who've read that one piece of content. Yeah. And it doesn't take me that much to update because it's valuable to people. And I think that's the thing. If you can find something that's easy to do and repeatable and a good quality resource for someone, it 100% works. Yeah. And yeah, and it's about, like, you, you've just, that example there is a really great one. It's about what people are looking for in Altrincham um, or, you know, what people are looking like one of the things I always tell my clients to do if they're a dog walker um, is to do, you know, dog-friendly places in where they live or if they're yeah. a cat sitter, you know, a cat owner's guide to Warrington or what, wherever it is yeah. that you are um, because that's the kind of thing that people would find on Google and find really helpful and then, you know, the help you've been discovered, you can bring them into your yeah. world and, and move that move that relationship along. One of the um, – I've got a pet blog, which I know we've chatted about before, and one of the posts that I did on there – and I need to update it was about dog, um, you know, events for dog owners in 2018. Yeah. And that, even though we're in 2023 now, that still brings traffic in. So I really need to update it for this year. <laughs> um, but like for me, mine was um, my old focus was helping people get press coverage. So one of my main pieces of content was how to write a press release for your pet business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the whole they ask you answer. I'll put the link um, for that book in the show notes, actually. But it is about thinking about all the questions people will ask you around what you do, isn't it? And creating blogs around them. And 
it is so valuable in bringing bringing people to you for months and years yeah i mean think pick, pick like you said picking those subjects and sort of loosely based around the area that you do so what one of my three of my most popular blogs and again it goes back to you what you said about writing a blog in 2018 and it's still getting traffic to this date um there's one blog on december motivation because I found that was a problem point. People were like switching off on the 1st of December when it came to marketing their business. Whereas I was like, you should be working till the 20th of December. <laughs> so I did, did like 12 motivational quotes on keeping yourself going in December. And every single year without fail, I think I published that in about 2016, the traffic starts going up on that blog without me even pushing it about the middle of November. Yeah. And then there's another blog that I, I published on seven, I think it's seven traits of toxic clients. And I think that's just so relatable to people, like those clients that will just call you, like for instance, in the, the dog walking business or dog sitting business, those clients that will call you at like half 11, quarter to 12 at night and have a change of plans, those sort of toxic clients. And then the most recent one I've done, which has got a lot of traffic, you've probably seen it if you're all over social media, is that that automated writing software called ChatGPT, which... I've just given an introduction blog to that, what it can do, what it can't do, what its limitations are. And people have found that really useful. So that isn't necessarily what I do day to day, all of those things, but it's helping my, it's helping every single one of my clients. I've read your chat GPT before uh, we start, before we started talking this morning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really enjoyed that. And your Altrincham, new businesses in Altrincham. I've not yeah. been stalking you or anything, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, content that works for you for year like you say for years you've and i love um december motivation i remember seeing you post about that i think probably when you first wrote it about december motivation yeah. but it's also stuff that you, that you can share every november and december as well so it although it can feel like a big um time commitment um you know you can share it over and over and actually i mean i know i'm preaching to the converted here but I feel when when if you've got a topic like December motivation or something that you know you know what you want to say, you can just talk it into your mobile phone and then just get it transcribed yeah. and it's pretty much written. You just need to tidy it up and it's there for you, isn't it? So yeah, super easy. Um, and it said it's, it's it's evergreen content that survives for a long period of time. Yeah, love it. Okay, so we've chatted loads. I'm conscious of time because I know you're a busy man from your um, roundup posts. But um, yeah, I mean, what would your final words be, your one piece of advice when it comes to sharing your world on social media and feeling more confident um, with your marketing? Several fit pieces of advice I give. The, the first thing I'll say is, is just do it. Yeah. That's the first thing. Someone who is posting without a strategy to start with is still better than someone not posting at all. So just get into the habit of doing. Once you're happy with the doing bit, then try and formulate it into a little bit of a strategy. Think about what you're trying to achieve. Think about what you're trying to get out of social media. Look at whether your content relates to that. And then the third thing, just look at the analytics. Mm -hmm. uh, look at what what the data is telling you. What are your best performing posts? What isn't performing? Why is it why is it or isn't it performing? Um, and I, I think that those are the main things. Just put yourself into your social, feel easy with it. Don't feel it's a pressure, um, but do try and turn up uh, as often as possible. The more you turn up, like inconsistent marketing delivers inconsistent results, consistent marketing delivers consistent results. So I think just get out there and do it. Um, there's help out there from people like me. 
that can help you deliver social media training. It will save you a lot of time in the long run. The social media managers, if you want to outsource it as well. So just as you get help from fixing your radiator, fixing your electrics, fixing a computer, just as people come to you for helping what you do, don't be afraid to ask for help either. Definitely. And I think you've given loads of examples in this chat as well about just simple posts, really, really simple posts. So even if you are thinking, okay, I want to post three or five times a week, if you listen to some of the things Alex has mentioned here in this chat, that will give you ideas for three to five posts a week. Um, So yeah, you can just keep it simple and be brave and put yourself out there because what's the worst that can happen? It has been Brilliant chatting to you. Thank you so much, Alex. Can you tell us about where people can find out more about you and where you hang out? I know you're on all the platforms, but where, yeah, where's best to find you? And I will put all the links to your your different platforms in the show notes as well. But so super, super easy. My website, altringhq.co.uk. On all of the social media channels, I'm near enough at Altrincham HQ, as in the town, so Altrincham HQ. Apart from LinkedIn, where I'm actually more active as my name, Alex McCann, so M-double-C-A-double-N. And you'll see me most days on those platforms because I am consistent and I am prolific. Brilliant. Okay, well, Alex, it's been fab, fab, fab talking to you. Thank you for the help that you've given me, like, when we met, first of all, many years ago, but but you continue to give, I think, from the brilliant stuff that you share it's a real real pleasure to have you on the podcast and i look forward to seeing you soon yes thank you for listening to the publicity for pet businesses podcast for more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk